So hello everyone and welcome to the YPN Regional Conference, November 21st. Uh, this is your breakout session. And my name is Beth Mack and I work in our Mighty Movement Advancement Team at YMCA the USA. And I've been asked today to share with you some thoughts on what we can do to um, highlight self-care, uh, specifically in the space of movement in our, our daily routines while we are in service to um, the Y and in service to our members in our community. So a brief agenda. I just wanted to provide a physical activity overview just in terms of some statistics to help ground us and why this is so important. Um, we are also then going to talk about some opportunities to build in physical activity in our daily routines and what that looks like. And then we'll also give examples of effective programs that are in place at local wise and then some other examples from the community. So thought I'd get us started with just this phrase, to serve others, first serve yourself. And it's often uh, quite talked about the importance of self-care, but most of the time very much overlooked. And uh, so before we begin, just wanted to start by remembering why we do what we do. And so by committing to the WISE mission of strengthening community and dedicating ourselves to the Y movement and to the cause, uh, we are just a national network of altruistic people, uh, completely selfless in our actions and inspiring our staff and our members, um, and then doing so through the inclusive lens of for all. And many of us feel a deep connection to the Y values as they align so closely with our own personal values. And as such, we may put the needs of our staff and our members in front of our own. Very common. However, though, this has the potential of leading to burnout. And according to the Coaching Psychology Manual, practicing self-care does not come easily to many people who work in the helping professions. And uh, it's usually because they are so accustomed to taking care of everyone else. However, nurturing the body, environment, relationships, and spirit, sound familiar, a little bit like mind, body, and spirit, is a vital part of maintaining good health and a vibrant life. And it is a key factor in having the strength and motivation to continue to give to others. So very important that we know how challenging our schedules can get, and in particular, uh, the ebbs and flow of our needs at the Y. Um, but certainly, it's important to take as much time as we can throughout the day to carve out those special moments where we can focus on self-care. So before we get started in some suggestions, wanted to, again, provide a little bit of background on just how physically inactive our nation has become and the health factors that have, have uh, been the result of that. So these statistics you've probably seen before, um, but like I said, it just helps us in, in getting an understanding of um, how, how we see ourselves and, and the impact of some of these things um, in, our, in our lives. So um, less than 5% of adults participate in the recommended 30 minutes of moderate to vigorous physical activity every day. Not a surprise, and certainly when we look around our community and look around our wise, not a surprise there. Only one in three adults receive that recommended amount of physical activity each week. Uh, you can see from the other bullets that that also skews a little bit higher for older adults. And we know that certainly as some other factors start to impact us throughout our, our lifespan, whether it be the onset of chronic disease or whether it be just some mobility issues, we know that getting that physical activity uh, is more challenging the older we get. Uh, what's interesting too is that we have a tendency to think about physical activity as just cardiovascular, but it's also important to get some of those strength training exercises too. And the majority of adults don't meet the guidelines for either aerobic or muscle strengthening. And the majority of 
of uh, children, uh, adolescents do not get enough aerobic physical activity either. And so we know that physical inactivity is a risk factor for many health issues such as carrying excess weight, uh, diabetes, cardiovascular disease, certain forms of cancer, um, as well as secondary issues such as back pain, which we'll talk about in a moment. But recently, researchers have been studying sedentary behavior, that is anything where we are in, a, in an immobile state, whether we're sitting uh, or, or lying down. Um, they've been studying that as an independent risk factor for these negative out health outcomes. And really, that is that exercise alone may not have that protective effect if the individual still spends uh, an inordinate amount of time uh, in a sedentary uh, position for a large portion of the day. So it just reinforces how important it is for us to break up the monotony of being sedentary as often as we can. So there are also many factors that influence these numbers, such as the type of work we do, our work commute, work schedule, as well as some socioeconomic factors and cultural and family factors, our environment and how that impacts our sedentary behavior. So many of our staff might be able to build this in, whether they're leading group exercise classes or leading an activity class or a session for childcare. Um, but we have to start to think about how might that look if we're in a different role of the Y where our day is spent predominantly in a seated position, maybe at a computer or at a member kiosk or something to that, uh, that effect. So while the Y plays a part in improving physical activity at a population level, there are many things we can infuse in our daily routines that will also help to change the work culture many of which you may be doing already, and we'll get to that in a moment. just wanted to touch on back pain, as I mentioned it previously. So one other uh, outcome of being in a seated or a, a supine position if we're laying down is that we um, are also creating some, some muscle challenges, uh, muscle atrophy, which is a, a shrinking or weight, weight wasting of the muscle. Um, we can create contractures, meaning in, uh, decreased flexibility, um, and those things may then compound to create back pain or just joint pain in general. Um, but back pain, I want to focus on because as you can see here, it's the single leading cause of disability, preventing many people from engaging in work as well as every other, every other, <laughs> as well as other everyday activities. Excuse me. Um, back pain is the most common reasons for missed work, and one half of all Americans admit to having back pain symptoms each year. Um, what's interesting is that the majority of us will report back pain at some point in our lives. And uh, while it's something that can be managed certainly through medications, rest, exercise, etc., um, it does it has it have the potential to lead to chronic conditions and disability. Um, so certainly something that we want to avoid um, as we look to building physical activity as part of what we do on a day-to-day -day basis. So now, now for the fun stuff. So we can we can talk about solution base and how we're going to look forward and build some of these into our our daily routine. So. Um, I did include some videos here, so they're hyperlinked. You can click on those, and those are just good to review and just good reminder, and maybe you can even share them with your staff. But um, the first thing I wanted to talk about was diaphragmatic breathing. And my colleague, Wendy Saunders, who's also doing a breakout session, may use this as a form of getting you uh, uh, ready and in a good position for mindfulness. And so it's also a good way to just break up some tension and also relieve stress is just by completing a, a series of doing some deep breathing. And so we um, have a video, like I said, here, but the way this works is that we just ask that you get into a comfortable position or posture, whether you're seated at your desk or whether you have the availability to find a quiet space in the Y. Um, we recommend that you actually hold your hands over your lower abdomen. And the reason being that 
What diaphragmatic breathing is, is a deep breath that starts in the lower abdomen versus starting in the upper chest cavity. So you're going to breathe in, and as you do, feel that lower part of your abdomen inflating, and then you're going to breathe out through your mouth and feel that lower part of your abdomen deflating. And so that's just a good uh, biofeedback mechanism. It's just like I said, to put your hands there so you can feel your belly inflating versus, feeling, um, versus having your upper uh, chest cavity inflate. And so we recommend doing this whenever and wherever you possibly can. It's just helpful to have several of those cleansing breaths, whether it's to break up the stress, whether it's to get us ready for uh, different activities such as mindfulness or meditation, or whether it's to even get us ready to go to something different like desk, desk stretches. And we'll go to that now. Uh, there's a video here from the University of uh, California, San Diego. And again, as we mentioned, sometimes we are kind of relegated to a, a seated position. And so if we're at our desk, these are just some quick stretches you can do um, to help work on some of those postural muscles that help to pull us back and into a more neutral position uh, than we have a tendency to do, which is to really kind of be hunched forward over our desk or over our computer. Um, so their, their chief of physical medicine, he actually recommends doing these one or two times per hour. So take a look at the video and find something that works what best for you. There are some you know, shoulder blade pinches, there's chin tucks, there's a piriformis stretch for your lower back. And again, all of these can be done um, while an individual is at their desk, um, and they recommend taking again a few a few of those stretch breaks throughout the course of an hour. Um, hopefully, you can build in many of them throughout the course of your day. And then another initiative is this campaign called Six, "Sit for 60, Move for 3. And uh, we we mentioned before, you know, it's important to to kind of break up the day. And so even if it's just something as simple as getting up from the chair and marching in place or if it's you know, the ability to uh, grab a partner at work and, and walk uh, downstairs or around the building, around the parking lot, um, but just something that will give that, um, and something that will break up that monotony of just sitting in, a, in the sedentary position for a lengthy period of time. So the Wellness Council America uh, recommends that for, I said, every 60 minutes of, of sedentary activity, we do three minutes of movement. So we can think about how to build that into a, a schedule. And because it's not a lengthy period of time, it's only three minutes, it seems like something that can be done in a relatively easy fashion. So wanted to talk through some other examples. Um, we know that successful programs are really the result of a culture that supports the initiative. So it may be a good time now to just review your own WISE workplace wellness policies to see what types of programs and campaigns you may be able to augment in support of physical activity. And some examples of this have included uh, building in scheduled walk periods during meetings. So if you do have a, a workshop, a summit, a conference, something that's a, a few hours in length, what might that look like a, of a traditional coffee break um, to maybe include opportunity for a walk break or a physical activity break? Um, so just something to look at as we look at some, some of those days when we have longer meetings uh, or longer uh, calendar events. And uh, certainly want to be mindful of planning ahead of time, whether there's you know weather issues or just making sure people know that they might have an opportunity to, to move around and so they might want to ensure that they have appropriate footwear. And um, for those individuals that work in RY that may have accessibility issues, think about how to creatively break that in or build, build that into a session so that when you have the break, um, they can participate as well. And then uh, walking meetings is another opportunity. So if there's a time when you don't have to be connected maybe to too much technology or there's not a demonstration that is going to take place, 
uh, might be a good idea to see if you could actually host a walking meeting. And so what some people have done is um, take the meeting on the road, again, take a walk around the block while you're going through your agenda items, or walking to a designated location, having the meeting there and then walking back. So just ways of building in physical activity and again, making sure everybody knows that ahead of time so they can plan accordingly. A classy or wise. So a lot of wise we have heard do do this as part of new member or I'm sorry, new staff member orientation, where um, they encourage new staff to really try and sample things at the Y so that they can get a full flavor of what we do for our members, but they then they can also articulate that to members while they're in uh, their role at the Y. So that it's just helpful when members are asking, hey, I was thinking of trying this yoga class, have you tried it before? Um, it's just good if we have that vantage point we can comment on. But um, outside of that, it's also just a good opportunity to, again, build in some physical activity as part of our why. Now, I know it might be cost prohibitive to have your staff attend one class a day, um, but maybe if it's just seen as a, a, a benefit to being at the why, a lot of our why um, um, staff have full access to the facility. So how might we encourage them to try and sample those classes or sample activities, whether it's in group exercise or whether it's in sports or whether it's in the pool um, in aquatics. So just something else to think about. Another example is how it, can this become part of a larger workplace wellness initiative? So as I mentioned before, um, it's important that we, we kind of role model uh, this idea of corporate wellness or workplace wellness. And so many WISE have explored collaborations with local employer groups to bring services and programs on site for their employees. And they found some success there in building those corporate partnerships. Um, but uh, one of the questions you, you may be asked is, does your Y have a workplace wellness initiative and program? And how has it been working out for you? So physical activity can be part of a larger workplace wellness initiative. So good to connect in with administration and HR to see how this might look in your Y, in your branch or in your association. And then um, finally, I want to talk about um, in service to the community. So obviously we have a, a long, um, wonderful tradition of volunteerism and one of the things people can volunteer to do is to host a walking group at the Y and so volunteers can take individuals through the community on a walking path. Uh, we've seen some very creative expressions of this. We've seen people do an art walk and so they've gone around the town and maybe they've you know been introduced to different aspects of sculpture or various art pieces in the community. We've seen some wise do historical walks where they walk past a landmark or they walk past multiple landmarks and they're able to get um, uh, some history and reflection while they're getting physical activity. So we've seen this uh, work very well in, in many different wise across the, the movement. In addition to that, I thought I'd highlight an example that I found from the United Kingdom called the Good Gym. and. <clears throat> This group uses physical activity as a method for reaching out to older adults who may need some light house projects done or just a welfare visit to check in on someone who may be socially isolated. And uh, sometimes the group even does projects where the whole team uh, will, will go to an event or activity in the community. But what they do is they actually run to those events. So they build in this idea of physical activity. So they're getting their own individual wellness fulfilled. And then when they're at the activity, 
or you know the visit or what what have you um, they're able to give back to the community and so they're you know getting their volunteer bucket filled as well um, so really kind of checking off two two boxes there both physical activity for the individual and then also making uh, making them feel a sense of purpose in, in doing the volunteer project and um, and then also think about the impact for the individual who's receiving the benefit of this the project or services so this might be a little bit um, a little bit aggressive in terms of running it might be an opportunity for us to think about how might that look if we are walking to an event or uh, how might we be able to take that model and again what could that look like in your community but I just thought I'd share because it just sounded very why like and so might be a good opportunity for us to investigate it and one of the things that's uh, really interesting about that is the idea of building relationships and how we have wonderful relationships that are cultivated at the Y and so how can we kind of build that same you know why on the road and building relationships outside the Y so again fulfilling multiple needs not only physical activity but um, other other areas that still provide that self-care as well so wanted to thank you for your time today hope you enjoyed the breakout session if you have any questions you can reach me at beth.mac at ymca.net um, also, would love to hear about some of the examples of how you're building physical activity into your own routine on LINK. So give us a shout out on LINK and let us know what you're doing in support of your own self-care. And thank you again for your participation in today's breakout session.